Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 64. I'm Killian Vinya. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week's episode will feature discussions around February's must-read material on the Forest blog. We'll touch upon various topics, mostly focused on management, finance, and marketing. As always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. How are you? Um, good now. We uh, just kind of chatting about it before this episode, but it just feels like we haven't done like a blog focused episode in a while now. Uh, it actually hasn't. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think we've had a, a proper one since the monthly roundup back in January. Yeah, because even in January, we had the Forest Live episodes and we had the Live from the Summit and all these other ones. So yeah, because I'm just looking here the last monthly roundup we actually had was where we brought Ronan and Paddy in to talk about retention tools and new features that were to look forward to for Forest of 2018. Yeah, exactly. So listen, there's loads of things to catch up, but we'll stick to February's most read material. First off, Valerie Del Forge's 10 Salon Business Mistakes That Hurt Your Bottom Line. Very, very interesting. So the idea behind this, and she's going to follow up, there's like, this is essentially a part one of, of two. Um, so this one, she's looking at her experience in the industry as a salon coach, as a mentor, and looking at all the different mistakes that people not necessarily do because they don't know it's just things that once you're stuck into the busyness of the day you just kind of fall into without realizing things that uh, fall through the cracks like yeah exactly so and it and they're actually quite easy to learn from and avoid if you know what to look for so the first one is you know failing to update your database and that makes absolute sense you know if you have 10,000 names in your and addresses in your database but you only have a quarter of that that's active why do you have all these names on your database you really don't need them essentially if you're going to do marketing you're not going to be able to be really targeted and get the best return on investment you're just going to send out loads of marketing to people who won't even open it not only that but your database just looks like a vanity metric uh, after a while mm. i mean like the example here if you've twenty thousand names on your database but actually only 5,000 of those keep coming back to you, you're going to have this inflated idea of how successful your business is going to be. Exactly. And even like half of those, again, you might even have mobile numbers for those clients. So for your marketing campaigns, names, numbers, and most up-to-date information. When's the last time they visited? Start looking into that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then second one that she was saying was not upselling or providing cross-selling training, which makes sense once again. Um, Three, giving little to no importance to customer reviews. And that is, you know, positive or negative. Customer reviews, we've talked about it loads at the beginning of last year with the online reputation feature that we have in Forest. Not only it will help you with your SEO and get you ranking higher in Google, but it gives the impression that you actually do care about your customers, whether you reply to the positive ones or the negative ones. You know, the negative ones, you're trying to solve the person's problem and the positive ones, you actually care about like their input and you're grabbing any little piece of feedback that they're giving you. I mean, like your clients are looking for information. They're looking to see what people like them are saying about you. They're not going to go on and like read newspaper articles about how great your salon is they want to see from your customers how great your salon is and if there has been a conflict how have you responded to that customer have you responded in professional manager uh, a professional professional manner or have you uh 
just tried to create World War Three up on Google. <laughs> yeah, looking out for these sort of things. Yeah. And then no merchandising plan. We've talked about that loads again, you know, visual mer- merchandising. We even had a workshop at the Salon Owners Summit this year. And, you know, it, it really, really is important. If you're trying to sell more retail, look at how you're displaying your products to, to, to begin with. Make sure they're dusted. Yeah. And well. when, when you go in, you see products full of dust. <laughs> <laughs> Manage, management training is another big one. And of course, you know, like if, if you've been tuning into our webinars, you'll know that she's running a series of management webinars uh, with Forest Academy. And we'll talk about that later because we she has another one uh, coming up soon in March. And uh, not training staff on retail, again, ties into the visual merchandising, but retail is a constant battle. And a lot of people are having a hard time increasing their sales on retail so you know that's something that you have to look out for uh david barnett who we've had on the show just last week had a really great episode on that uh at the end of last year as well um not rebooking clients systematically that's another big problem it really is just about informing the client that you know if they want to keep their style looking great for the longest time they should be coming back at you know at this time in like three weeks or four weeks or six weeks you know I found that one a very interesting one because we, we've all done a couple of work placements here in salons ourselves just to kind of get a feel for the industry. And one thing that I couldn't believe is even though the staff are telling me, oh, yeah, no, they're regulars, they'll rebook, they'll rebook. Every time on the forest system when that prompt came to rebook the client back in, when I went to say, do they want to rebook back in, the staff member would say, I know it's grand, like they, they'll always come back, they'll always come back. It was like, it just takes one or two. So say one out of every 10 of those guys that don't uh, don't rebook to forget mm. or end up trying someone new because they're in a hurry to get their hair done or whatever it is so i just found that one really interesting that they don't tend to ask if they want to rebook in yes if you're not going to rebook at least try to get them loyal through a loyalty system or anything i was in the spa just this weekend right and I left, I actually bought a retail product. Like, okay, you know what? I'll take it. I uh, took one out of the two suggestions, but I was surprised when I left and it was just, you know, I will see you in the next season or, you know, uh, in six months time. And there was no mention of loyalty cards or any loyalty program at all. I just left. And, I, and, and to me, I'm like, well, if you had even just given me a key tag or anything that would inform me, you know, keep coming back to us and you'll be rewarded, you know, it would have made the world a difference. See, I suppose there is that confidence side of it where if you're so focused on trying to upsell the products to the customer, then you're asking them if they want to join their loyalty scheme. Then you're asking them, do they want to re- rebook in? It might feel like an awful lot of information that you're asking of the client, but like you said just there, you were there for your treat day. You were caught up in the moment. So the minute she showed you a product or two, you're like, actually, yeah, I'll take one. Or do you want to be a loyalty as well? You know what? Yeah, I'll take that. Do you want to rebook in again? Actually, yeah, good idea. May as well do that now. It's just mm. you're creating, and it's this customer journey that we talk about as well. You're creating a flow that doesn't sound like it's multiple sales pitches. It's just a journey yeah. that you, so you in the salon this weekend, you were brought on a journey and the more that I offered you, the more you would have probably kept saying yes. Yeah. And even if I had, even if I had been uh, offered the option to rebook and I said, no, she could have just said, oh, well, okay, fair enough. Um, but here's, here's how our loyalty program works. If you want to come back at a later stage and, and rebook with us uh, over the phone or something like that, then I would have considered it and even grabbed the, the key tag or whatever the card would have been and left with, an, aware of it. left with an incentive to rebook. Yeah. But yeah, 
it struck me as odd when I left. It was maybe because we talk about it a lot. But anyway, so another mistake there, not having a marketing strategy for the year. We've talked about that loads in the beginning of this year. And then not focusing enough on reception. Uh, it is the core of your business after all. Uh, it has to function efficiently and you can gain a lot more than you think from it. And the last, last one, which is actually very interesting, and I'll get Valerie to write something more in depth about this, but missing out on mystery visits. So she will do mystery visits here and then in different salons. And it's it, it gives you an insight on what's working and what's not working in your customer journey, but you have actual constructive criticism about their visit because that person is doing it so that they can help you. You know, especially if you if especially if you command it uh, with some someone professional that you know, it, it's just it's really interesting because they give you loads of insights. And I feel you could make a bit of a friendly competition out of this, where every quarter you and a couple of salon owner peers would all chip in to get a professional um, mystery shopper, and that mystery shopper could go. So say there's you and four other salon owners. Every quarter, it could be, I suppose, who's providing the best service and they rank them the top five. So you can make that as a little bit of, um, I suppose, competition where every quarter you're trying to beat the others. But like it's friendly competition because you've all agreed to go in on it. You're all being judged on the same level. Yeah. But it just makes sure you and your team are always, always on top of the ball, on the ball. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, there's loads more in that blog for every single mistakes that she lists. She gives also a tip on how to avoid or prevent it. So I strongly encourage that read. It's called, again, 10, Bits, 10 Salon Business Mistakes That Hurt Your Bottom Line. And it's by Valerie Delforge, one of our guest contributors. The second most popular blog of this month was how to get your salon's Facebook business page to rank higher on Google. Because essentially, Facebook has now, well, Facebook business pages have kind of become this your second website homepage for your business. And it is something that will rank on Google. And it is, if you have the book now button, it is something that you can get more bookings out of. So there's a few things that you can do to get your Facebook page really, really optimized so that it actually gets higher in that, in that ranking. And the first thing is to make sure your page's name is your salon spa's name. Then there's there's something here that not a lot of people know about. I've actually had some comments saying, oh my God, thank you so much. I didn't know how to change this, but this is amazing. And it's changing the default URL that Facebook gives your page. So usually when you sign up for a page or switch over from a, a personal profile to a business page, it'll give you some sort of you know, facebook.com forward slash ref S, uh, FS and then like a million numbers and, and, and letters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard to find. So there's this place in Facebook. If you go on facebook.com slash username where you can select a username and that will actually give you a new URL for your page where people can actually look for that. Makes it so much easier. Third thing to do is optimizing your about section. Um, so page category, business opening hours, mission statement, phone number, email, you know, when are you open? People need to know these informations. And if they're not up to date, um, you're, you're putting yourself at a lower uh, opportunity to, to get bookings. Well, think about what you'd want to find when you need to find someone's business page at a glance. <laughs> what information are you looking for? And use that. So like email, phone, mission statements about location, things like those. Like Again, they uh, sound simple, but 
they just get forgotten about. Yeah, a hundred percent. And a lot of a lot of business goes through Facebook these days. So even if your website is really well optimized and has all this information, it doesn't mean that your potential client will find your website first. They might get a recommendation through a friend and they're on Facebook looking for you. And if that information isn't there, then you know they might not decide to go on your on your website and they might just go for someone else. But regardless, if someone actually clicks into your Facebook page, once the Facebook page appears on Google search you'll see those preview snippets as well from the information you've entered. So they might Absolutely. even have to click your page to just quick Google search, see all the listings and just, oh yeah, read from your preview text, done. Absolutely, yeah. Then the uh, the obvious perhaps, but adding a call to action button. So the, the little book now next to the send message uh, link on your Facebook page. I mean, call to action on your page can increase your revenue by up to 29%, uh, we found. So can you really afford to miss out on that? Like, not really. Yeah, it's great um, for online booking. And even if you don't have online booking, just have a call now, uh, call to action or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything that like allows the customer to get in touch with you. Um, and five, leverage customer reviews. Again, I've mentioned this in, in the past blog, but customer reviews do help for SEO. So um do encourage people to leave reviews but also do reply to them and engage with them your overall online reputation yes yes on to the third one which is another guest contributors article and this is one by gloria murray the true cost of opening a salon that will thrive is the title if you look at look for it on the forest blog and what she talks about there is like what do you need to have in place before you open your business for the first time because it is an exciting thing i mean anyone who who has an entrepreneurial mindset you know opening their first business is a big deal but if you're not ready if if you don't have the finances and if you don't know your numbers behind that chances are that you know within 6 months to a year you might face the unfortunate event of closing yeah, I mean, like you could be packed with clients every single day, but unless you're fully utilizing your staff and those product upsells, if you're charging enough money, um, just because you're busy every day, you might have a low um, profit margin coming in. So that's not exactly kind of, that doesn't tell me, oh, go open a second location. It means I need to start charging more. So basically, yeah, you just need to be ensured that you're taking more money in than what your break-even figure is essentially, your baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that's, that's the things that you have to like consider before you even open your doors for the first, very, very first time, you know, determining your break even figure, you know, what your rent is going to be, you know, what your business rates, you know, you've put them at, you know, how much your heating, your lighting is going to cost. You need to calculate all of that to make sure that, you know, what, what is it going to cost your salon to run weekly, monthly? Also make sure you're charging, giving yourself a salary too, because I know there's a lot of salon owners out there who will think it's time to move a, uh, to a second uh, location. Everything's doing great, but they're still not paying themselves enough. To continue on that, you know, before you open your doors for the very first time, make sure you have money to con- to cover any kind of contingency. You know, if something happens and it's really unexpected, I don't know, maybe there's, there's a flood, uh, you know, or a problem with anything in the salon that like has... Think about watching all that hair, hair getting stuck in the sink. Your sink gets... <laughs> uh, your, your sink gets clogged up now you, you need, need to get a plumber to come in like yeah. all these things like if you don't have like this fund where you can actually just go and pay for the repairs you're gonna look at you're gonna look at the problem and go oh no now what like i can't afford this always have a rainy day account yeah yeah 
current clients, how many current clients do you have? And will you try to, to, to get new clientele or will you try to bring over your older clientele? You know, think about your new client retention. So that we were talking about with um, Ronan and Paddy on, on the last few episodes. Um, and hire an accountant. You know, that's that's really, really important. And it's okay not to be able to do all the things in your salon. You know, and numbers are probably one of your most important things to be on top of. So if you don't really feel too comfortable doing everything that has to do with accounts, then hire an accountant. They know what they're doing. They will show you areas of your business that you might not know aren't working so well. So it's definitely something to uh, to look out for. Yeah, no, that's a, it's definitely a good blog there. And she has uh, a nice breakdown about kind of what percentage of new clients you should be looking at. And if you don't have a software to help you work it out, she has a nice formula here. And then she's also got kind of a list of how to determine your break-even figure. So definitely some good points we're checking up on that. And then I think she has a few other smaller points down at the end of it as well. Again, that's Gloria Murray on the true cost of opening a salon that will thrive. The very last most popular blog of the month was a breakdown of traditional versus digital marketing. So what is best in today's world? You know, digital has taken over a lot of things, but should we deem traditional marketing such as press, billboards, flyers, posters, should we deem them as irrelevant? And the the answer is not really, because they both complement each other. Yeah, well, it's like moderation as well, isn't it? You're not going to go all in in one and leave the other one gone. <laughs> no, exactly. So, I mean, which is best for salons? It's really up to you to find out, but there are differences and pros and cons, and it might help you figure out which is best which is best for you. So, for instance, traditional marketing, say magazines and things like that, they tend to target more local audiences. Hard copy of materials tend to be remembered best. So if you have an ad in a magazine or even a, a news newspaper, um, it's just something to consider like when you actually have something in your hands that you're reading you tend to remember it better it's nice sitting down and reading the, the newspaper on a sunday i wouldn't read it any other day but like if i was just sitting down chilling on a sunday with a cup of tea reading the newspaper i'm probably gonna notice those ads a few more <laughs> i don't know it's just like it's, it's an hour on a sunday morning decided that or watch tv the cons though i mean they are more expensive to produce it, it, it is a fact so the and the, the results are actually also more difficult to, to measure and so it's something to consider if you want to go down that route digital marketing on the flip side is very affordable and um, you know to reach 2,000 people on Facebook it could cost you 75 pounds dollars or euros you know and you run an ad and then that's it you have the instant results you have analytics on how it performed you can increase brand awareness very very easily think about Instagram think about Twitter being at you know show trade shows or events and just publishing photos of you being there you know that increases brand awareness in a very cost effective way so the potential of exposure is greater with digital marketing because it's so cheap to produce and you tend to have a higher engagement it it is probably easier to refine a strategy so because you have these real time results you can actually figure out what's working instantly and what's not instantly as well so if you know this you can actually turn around and say well listen this isn't working so let's try this instead but you don't have to wait a full month before you actually get the results you know yeah so there's there's other cons to that though it, you know people who are experiencing or dabbling into facebook ads might find it very complicated to navigate there are 
courses and trainings that you can do so it's not all lost if you don't feel comfortable you can actually just go on trainings and and learn about that we also have loads of ebooks to help you out uh, you could also need possibly someone who does graphic design if you're not very skilled at it yourself or you want to delegate that to someone else there's different avenues for you there and it's really up to you to decide right what's a good balance for my salon yeah and I mean like I see you have listed that the cons of it would be getting trained up in those skills and complicated to navigate but again this comes back to why not share that responsibility to one of your staff members why not find out who and it's not just someone who's actively or heavily active on social media that their own social media account see if they'd be interested in holding your business account and if they are send them off for a training or they could do an online training as well courses you've got like canvas you don't even need a graphic designer anymore canva.com and it's got simple templates in there that you can use but share that responsibility then when it comes back to the traditional one as well um i mean like (laughs) You can't beat when you go back to your car park, uh, parked car and find a window flyer in your window. Like it, it works. Yeah, it does. It's, it does. They complement each other on different levels. So just kind of find out your own thing. So yeah, Killian. I mean, that's pretty much a very thorough summary of what happened on the Forest Blog this month. But we do have a few more announcements before we move on to the second part of our show, which is the webinars. Yeah, I mean, like first one for me because I know you've been saying a bit about it on social media, but. Um, we came second, so <laughs> came for anyone that doesn't know what that means, um, we were nominated as finalists for Energy as Digital Media Awards Ceremony, and we were nominated for Best Podcast in Ireland, and out of five, we came second. We were blown away by the results, literally blown away. I had to pick my job off the floor when I found you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like it's all based on like the growth of our uh, listenership and like we're saying, we're going from a couple of hundred a month to 15,000 a month. So it just goes to show it's down to you guys for tuning in. So that's my shout out. Uh, I think you have a few more. Yeah, so we've released, it's it's less exciting, but we have released uh, the monthly marketing toolkit. So that's available to download on the Forest blog as well. So it covers marketing ideas and um, graphic templates for Mother's Day in UK and Ireland. I know Mother's Day in you know America is in May, but that's there. You've material for St. Patrick's Day and you've material for Easter because Easter is kind of like the last weekend of March slash the first weekend of April this year. So that's there. It's available to download. And the other thing that we have running at the moment is our monthly giveaway. And this month we're giving away three Bluetooth speakers that will really really sit nicely in your salon they're like very nicely designed and they don't they won't look out of place let's just put it like that it's a limited entry giveaway it's limited to the first 500 people uh, who enter and there's three to give away so all you have to do is go onto our facebook page there's a tab on our page called enter to win you go on there uh, fill in your details so first name last name email and then that's it uh, the contest ends on march 5th So we'll draw the three names probably that same day and announce them within the week. And again, same as usual, the next contest will be running up and running uh, a month later. So other than that, it's the webinars. And we have a few coming up. We actually have Connor's second edition of the GDPR Masterclass. So that's on Wednesday, 10 a.m. UK Ireland time. There's no US time for this one because it does not affect American businesses. So if you have been at Pro Beauty London over the weekend, on Sunday he was giving a talk on GDPR. So if you've missed that, 
then don't miss out on our webinar on Wednesday. And the other webinar coming up soon is Valerie Del Forge's second to last installment of the Salon Management Series. So how to handle difficult staff. And that's on Tuesday, March 6th at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. UK Ireland time or 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. US Eastern time. Again, these events are all available on our Facebook page through the event section. All you have to do is go to the event you would like to register for, click get tickets and sign up for the event. It's all free. So that's it for us today. If you have any feedback, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. We're always looking for suggestions on how to improve the show. And otherwise, have a wonderful week. We'll catch you next Monday. All the best.